Is your diet turning you into a serial calorie counter? If you think total calories are the only thing that makes the world become round, this episode is for you. Hi and welcome to yet another eye-opening episode of my podcast Mind Your Fitness. I'm Shweta Bhatia and I'm a registered dietitian with the Indian Dietetic Association. In this podcast, my aim is to create awareness about ketogenic diets and lead you into awareness about what are fads and what are facts. So let's begin. Like I said today, I'm going to save you from the path of being a serial calorie counter. Did you know that counting calories is not a very accurate way to manage your weight? I hear a lot of people asking me for a calorie deficit diet instead of the ketogenic diet for fat loss. Now for starters, calorie deficit is something you want to achieve on any diet that's intended for weight loss. Get out of the calorie concept and worry more about how many carbs, protein and fat make up those calories. The composition of those calories is what matters more. Allow me to explain this in detail. First, let's understand what is a calorie by definition. Simply put, a calorie is a unit of energy that's released from food like carbs, proteins and fat when they get oxidized in the body. Now, the caloric value of different foods was assigned by measuring this energy release in a controlled environment in a laboratory. Your body is your own unique laboratory made up of hormones and enzymes. These guys decide how these calories are going to be released from food after digestion and to what extent they will be used or stored. Before food reaches the final point of being oxidized to release energy or calories, it goes through many pathways in the body, which we call metabolism. Now, two people matched for age, ethnicity, activity levels, weight and height put on the same diet and exercise program will show different results. Why? Because their metabolism is different. They are genetically different. What does this mean? One slice of bread might be equal to 50 calories for one person because it's used up faster. And hence, this person is always leaner compared to another person for whom this slice is equivalent to 100 calories because his metabolism is slower. Your body does not work like mathematical equations. 2 plus 2 is not 4 in the human body. If it was that easy, anybody could use standard equations on the internet and successfully lose fat. Our body does not work like a perfectly balanced thermodynamic vessel as oversimplified by the calorie-in, calorie-out theories. It's an intelligent system. It knows how many calories it should burn and store on a 24-hour basis depending upon nutrient availability and your physical activity. If you eat less, your body readjusts and burns less calories. If you exercise more, your hunger will increase. I will say that again for people who believe that exercising more will lead to quick weight loss. This is why weight loss plateaus happen and weight regain mechanisms are kicked in as explained in our episode on the weight loss journey. In case you haven't heard that, please tune in. So, you'll never be able to keep up with this math. The solution is to eat and train smart. Here's a pro tip for people who are looking for a dietitian. A qualified dietitian gauges the individual's requirement of the total carbs, protein and fat per day based on age, gender, medical conditions, fitness goals and activity levels. The total of that then becomes your calorie requirement for the day. 
through a series of follow-ups, estimates are made based on the individual's progress and that calorie requirement is adjusted to ensure that you're meeting your goals. In short, please stop going to Google for diet tips. Now let's talk about the big bad world of apps. Many health apps use the term quantified nutrition as a marketing strategy. Their basis is that the number of total calories are the only thing that matter. And you can eat bread, dessert, drink alcohol, as long as you stay within that deficit, which is calculated by a human. And here is why that is inefficient. It completely ignores your unique metabolism. Well, aren't all diet plans menus with specified portions of food items? So technically, every diet plan out there is quantified. Stop falling for these fancy terms. Now, if your requirement by a standard equation is 1500 calories per day, and the total calories is the only thing that mattered, would it make sense to eat just 5 ice creams and get done with it? Absolutely not. But advocating clearly unhealthy foods as part of a meal plan because it fits well within some equation based on calorie requirement is absurd. It can only be promoted by those who have a very poor understanding of human metabolism. Sure, reducing calories might translate into some weight loss. But remember, we are interested in fat loss as a measure of that total weight lost. Most of the studies that compare low-calorie or low-fat diets versus ketogenic diets only talk about the total weight lost. Now, that number on the scale is made up of many things. And what we are concerned with is how much fat is lost and muscle is retained or gained, that is your body composition. We have discussed this at length in our podcast, Ghar Ka Khana. Now, how do some individuals stay lean in spite of eating more than their requirements? Obviously, there is something more to it than just creating a mathematical calorie deficit. To simplify this concept further, let's look at the calories that come from carbohydrates first. Carbs will be stored as fat if your insulin sensitivity is poor or they are in excess of your daily requirement. And once they get locked in as fat, we don't know when that fat will burn to release those calories. It's pretty much like a one-way street. How can we tell if we are consuming excess carbs? Well, if your body fat percent is high, it's already indicating that. You can be skinny fat too. That is lower weight, carrying less muscle and more fat. Typically, but not necessarily, these are people with a lean frame and a protruding belly. What about protein calories? Now, large amounts of protein will also turn into fat. But it is more difficult to eat protein in excess, especially from whole foods, because protein has a higher satiety value, which means it makes you full faster compared to carbs. Proteins and carbs are equal in calories, but they take different pathways in the body. Another important reason why only counting calories does not make sense. The type of calories also matter. Further, all calories are not equal. 100 calories from protein are more filling than 100 calories from carbs. And those calories do not spike your insulin as much. So foods with similar calories take different pathways once they are digested and their final fate depends on your hormones. Calorie counting without paying attention to quality and quantity of nutrients does not make sense. Lastly, coming to fat, 
your fat calories will store as fat faster in the presence of carbs that reminds us of our theme don't blame the butter for what the bread did now let's look at calories burned during exercise another absurd theory is burn 500 calories per day through exercise which makes up a deficit of 3500 calories in a week which will lead to a loss of half kg body weight per week when you exercise the calories are burned from carbs protein and fat the type of exercise determines the type and amount of calories burned during and after exercise the body uses different fuels for exercise based on the intensity similar to how you change gears when you want to increase or decrease the speed of your vehicle a high intensity exercise will use more calories from carbs and protein during the session and from fat after at rest during repair a low intensity exercise uses more fat during the session so it's wrong to assume that when you're exercising only fat is burning similar to how food calories are values based on lab measurements activity calories that are displayed on machines in the gym or as a chart on the internet are merely estimates based on experiments that are carried out on individuals of a certain weight age body composition and metabolism that may not apply to your unique metabolism now do you get how flawed it is to assume that you eat an ice cream worth 300 calories and then burn it off later in the gym through a treadmill run of 60 minutes at x speed next time you can try putting the treadmill on for 15 minutes without stepping on it and see if it displays how many calories were burnt by the way the rise in obesity is attributed to less activity maybe but the primary goal of an exercise program is improving fitness calorie burning and aesthetics are just the bonuses we know exercise does not compensate for a bad diet right now there are many people struggling to lose weight even though they have been eating lesser than before and even exercising more the first law of thermodynamics indicating that simple calories in to calories out concept is pure physics but our bodies are governed by hormones and enzymes which is called physiology in fact the metabolic rate drops when you exercise more and eat less making you more hungry so a structured exercise plan that prescribes the kind of exercises like how much cardio weight training what duration intensity will give you the best results when you are looking to burn fat and maintain or gain muscle of course the diet has to be matched now exercise makes insulin work better and that enhances your fat burning it's an indirect tool for fat loss also it's a prescription just like your diet plan it needs an evaluation and structure consisting of strength cardio endurance and other relevant components of fitness which is based on your fitness goals to make you a more efficient human that is faster stronger and built to last longer by the way do you know the body actually works on the concept of calories out calories in just when you thought you had all these calorie calculations figured out shweta bhatia walks into your life here's the science the body always tries to achieve a state of equilibrium breakdown during exercise that is calories out signals repair now this causes increased hunger signals where the body is demanding nutrients to carry out that repair which is the calories in that's exactly why exercise makes you hungrier selecting the right type of post workout calories is crucial for the repair without disturbing the fat burning mode 
your pre-workout meal is actually not as important as the meals you eat immediately after your workout and in the next 24 hours until your next workout begins. The body uses stored fuel first when you exercise, especially for the first hour at moderate intensity. You can find more information on this topic on the Mind Your Fitness YouTube channel. Now, whether you should work out in a fasted state or eat and then work out all depends on several factors. For example, you are an athlete and you can't exercise in a fasted state due to your schedule. An expert can plan that for you. With that, we conclude our episode on calories. The top five takeaways from this episode are number one, Calorie counting is meaningless, especially without considering where those calories are coming from. Number two, exercise is for improving fitness, not for cancelling out your cheat meals. Calorie burning is the bonus and not the main goal of your exercise program. Number three, fat loss requires a calorie deficit, but the deficit should come from carbohydrate calories. Number four, calorie in calorie out theory is an inaccurate way to manage your weight. Number 5. Calories out calories in theory makes more sense as you can control your post-workout calories which will be in line with your fitness goals. And with this, it's a wrap on today's podcast. Stay tuned next Wednesday for my episode on how to sustain the ketogenic diet. Meanwhile, happy to answer all your questions and for that, you can reach out to me on my Insta handle that is Shweta underscore Bhatia.